Ruth chapter 4, verse 1. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat him down there. And behold, the near kinsmen of whom Boaz spoke came by, unto whom he said, Ho, such a one, turn aside, sit down here. And he turned aside and sat down. The city gate is where legal transactions take place. This is like the courthouse of a city. This is also where the merchants come in and out during the daytime. The people come in to buy, trade, and sell. This is where business transactions and other legal transactions take place. This would also be where somebody gets stoned if they're found guilty of breaking a law of God that is worthy of stoning. So all kinds of important things happen here. The city gate is also where an engagement might take place, where a potential bridegroom would meet with his potential bride and they would actually become legally bound through the engagement. Because remember, in this culture, you're legally bound at the point of engagement, not the wedding. So Boaz went to the gate. It's like he showed up at the courthouse and he waited until the near kinsman came there too. And then he said, I need to talk to you. And the kinsman sat down with him. Two, and he took ten men of the elders of the city, and those are going to be witnesses, and said, Sit ye down here. And they sat down. Now he's got a court set up. And he said unto the near kinsman, Naomi that is come back out of the field of Moab selleth the parcel of land, which was her brother Elimelech's. Elimelech was actually her husband, but your husband is your brother in a sense because they're your fellow Israelite. But Elimelech is dead. And now that land that Elimelech owns will go to whoever marries Naomi's daughter-in-law. And that's why Boaz is saying she's selling it. For, and I thought to disclose it unto thee, saying, Buy it before them that sit here and before the elders of my people. If thou wilt redeem it, redeem it. But if it will not be redeemed, then tell me that I may know, for there is none to redeem it beside thee, and I am after thee. And he said, I will redeem it. Boaz is saying, In front of all these ten witnesses, these elders, I want the whole world to know that either you are going to take the property or I am going to take the property. And the young man said, I will take the property. Five, then said Boaz, what day thou buyest the field of the hand of Naomi, hast thou also bought of Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance? Now Boaz is saying, in order for you to take the property, you have to marry Ruth the Moabitess, and you have to raise up children for her dead husband, meaning you have to give her children, but they won't be counted as your children, they'll be counted as her dead husband's children. 6. And the near kinsman said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I mar mine own inheritance. Take thou my right of redemption on thee, for I cannot redeem it. He's saying, I want to have my own wife outright, not somebody else's wife, and my own children outright. You can go ahead and take it. I'm going to refuse this. 7. Now this was the custom in former time in Israel concerning redeeming and concerning exchanging, to confirm all things. A man drew off his shoe and gave it to his neighbor, and this was the attestation in Israel. When you're selling something to somebody, you take off your shoe and give it to that person. And I guess shoes were easy to come by. Or it could have been just where they would give you your shoe back later, but you had to do it in front of the elders to show that you were selling property. And then maybe after the ritual is over, maybe they throw you your shoe back. And that's why it's mentioned in the old law that if a woman's husband dies and his brother refuses to marry her and give her children, then she has the right to, in front of all the elders at the city gate, take off his shoe, the brother who refuses to give her children, and spit in his face. 
because she's saying you have sold what you were allowed to buy and redeem. And so it's an insult saying that you're a fool. You sold off your brother's inheritance. But when you take your own shoe off, it's not an insult because you are willingly selling. So in this case, the young man would willingly take off his shoe and give it to Boaz. 8. So the near kinsman said unto Boaz, Buy it for thyself. And he drew off his shoe. 9. And Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day that I have bought all that was Elimelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's of the hand of Naomi. 10. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malon, have I acquired to be my wife, to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance, that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren, and from the gate of his place. Ye are witnesses this day. Boaz is saying, I'm going to marry Ruth, and the children that I give her will be counted as Malon's children, and his name will be propagated. When Christ comes, the dead will be raised. Here is Boaz raising up the name of the dead. But when Christ comes, it won't be the name of the dead that's raised. It will be the actual dead. The people who loved him when they were alive and died before he came back, they will be raised to eternal life. 11. And all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that is come into thy house like Rachel and like Leah, which too did build the house of Israel, and do thou worthily in Ephrath, and be famous in Bethlehem. They're saying, May she be as great as Rachel and Leah. Now Rachel and Leah are both great mothers of Israel because they are the ones who had all of the twelve tribes. It's also saying, may Ruth be blessed in Ephrath, which again is the ancient name of Bethlehem, and may she be famous in Bethlehem. So it's like using two different names for the city. Now it could be that there's a certain part of Bethlehem called Ephrath, and then the other part is called Bethlehem, but they're still both in the same place, part of the same city. 12. And let thy house be like the house of Perez, whom Tamar bore unto Judah, of the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. Remember, they're specifically from the tribe of Judah, which was born to Leah. Leah had Judah. And one of the great people in that tribe is Perez, who was born to Tamar. And Perez was the one who broke forth out of the womb ahead of his brother. He was second to come out, but he pushed his way first and ended up being the firstborn. So Perez was great even in the womb. 13. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife, and he went in unto her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. So he consummated the marriage, and she had a son. 14. And the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who hath not left thee this day without a near kinsman, and let his name be famous in Israel. And let Jesus, our kinsman, be famous in all of the world, and he is our famous kinsman redeemer. 15. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of life. Yes, Jesus restores life and a nourisher of thine old age. And Jesus nourishes us all the way until we die. For thy daughter-in-law who loveth thee, who is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. What a great honor to be told that as a daughter-in-law you're better than seven sons. She is because Ruth has now brought Naomi back into the tribe of Judah. Because when Naomi's two sons and husband died, it was like she was cut off from that tribe. But now, not only has Ruth brought her back in through marrying Boaz, but what none of them know yet is that Jesus Christ is going to come from Boaz's direct line. So Boaz is in the line of the kings. So there's even greater blessing coming. 16. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became nurse unto it. Because in ancient days, rich women didn't nurse their own children. They would give their children to a wet nurse 
who would breastfeed the baby. If you were born into a rich family, you would get breastfed by a different woman than your mother. And Ruth is now a wealthy woman. So now Naomi is going to be the wet nurse for her own grandchild. And Naomi could enjoy mothering another child. And this is her grandchild and this is her inheritance. Naomi is going to have the time of her life nursing and taking care of this child. 17. And the woman her neighbors gave it a name saying, There is a son born to Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David, which means Obed is the grandfather of King David. And I misspoke earlier because I said Boaz was a grandfather. Boaz is actually the great-grandfather of King David, and Obed is the grandfather. Obed means servant of God or one who worships God. And of course, that's what Obed would be because he's being raised in a righteous home. He has a righteous grandmother, a righteous mother, and a righteous father. And you know they're going to teach him to be righteous and to love the Lord with all of his heart. And he is the grandfather of King David. 18. Now these are the generations of Perez. Perez begot Hezron. Now we have read this earlier, but they're going over it again because this is the lineage of Jesus Christ. Judah had Perez through Tamar. Perez begot Hezron. 19. And Hezron begot Ram, and Ram begot Aminadab. And begot means that they fathered Aminadab. 20. And Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. 21. And Salmon begot Boaz, and Boaz begot Obed. 22. And Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David. This is how David came to life three generations later. After Boaz, David is born. And he will be the second king of Israel and the most mighty king of Israel. And we'll be reading about him soon when we get into the second book of Samuel. But the first book of Samuel is our next book that we're going to read. And that concludes Ruth chapter 4 and the book of Ruth.